Hey guys, welcome to Colt Film Interview, the podcast where you discuss the films you love but no one else gets and we see if they still hold up. Tonight, it's dog poo, dog poo, everywhere dog poo. Get ready as we discuss mental illness because we're popping the jack in a box and we're unleashing everyone's favorite imaginary friend that you wish would just drop dead, Fred. So let's just start the show. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. <laughs> I did not hit her. It's not true. Clopex. 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 Up yours, baby. Me and Bubba, my little brother, listen to you every night. Where in the hell are we? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Hey guys, thanks for joining us for another episode. We really appreciate it. First, I just want to ask that you uh, subscribe to the podcast. Also, leave us a review on iTunes. We will give you a shout out at the end of the episode. We got two this evening for you. That's right. Two. Two. So thank you to those guys. We really appreciate you guys doing that for us. It really helps us out and uh, it's just awesome. So so thank you very much. Um, and uh, let's just get into this movie a little bit what here. What movie? I'm going to tell you. Oh, okay. Right now. Tonight we're reviewing Drop Dead Fred. Came out in 1991. Was directed by 8 Young. 8? Yeah, eight is that Dion? what you went with? That's what I'm going to go with. All right. Had a budget of $6.5 million. Made $14 million in the box office. It was filmed in the U.S. It has a rating of PG-13. I don't oh. know if it does. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't search too hard for for the rating i just assumed <laughs> and it <laughs> currently has did, did you make the whiteboard <laughs> you did it currently has a nine percent on rotten tomatoes if you Ooh. don't if you don't know what it's about a young woman finds her already unstable life rocked by the presence of a uh, rambunctious imaginary friend from her childhood as always i am joined by the cult film crew of kyle smith hey how's it going Chris Willenbrecht. What's up? And Michael Salustio. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so this is my pick. It is your pick. Cody, why'd you pick this movie? So it was between this and another movie, and I went with this one because I thought this was the more offbeat hmm. movie. Hmm. And um, <clears throat> and I thought, well, that would be a more interesting topic to talk about. It's a little more offbeat, you know? Yeah. And would I you have say, offbeat for sure. Would you say it's Offbeat? Yeah, I would say it's offbeat. Okay. But is it offbeat? No, it's not onbeat. No. <laughs> it's definitely offbeat. Yes. And I remember it from my childhood and like loving it as a kid, but I haven't seen it since then. Yeah. So as so many of these films have been the case. Yes. So I wanted to go back and, and, and revisit that. And and see what I thought as an as an adult of this movie. Yeah. Yes, I feel like a lot of people really like this movie as a child. Out there, well, hold on. <laughs> I think a lot of people think they really like this movie. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and I agree. And I it was, it was funny. I, me- I mentioned I, I mentioned uh, that I was watching this to my coworker, and she was like ecstatic about it. Then the next day, I was like, "When was the last time you watched that movie?" She's like, "Oh, I don't know. I was like, you know, when it came out or whatever." And I was like, "Huh." Okay. Yeah. You hold on to that memory. Exactly. That's my advice to you. I hear that there was a movie that um, a lot of people think they remember with Sinbad in it, where he was a genie. Oh, no. Oh. Yes. You know what yes. I'm talking about? You've heard about real this, thing. right? Yes. right. Yeah, this I actually think thing. it was this movie that they were thinking of. I, why? What? Why? <laughs> not oh, even close. Way. Really? Shazam not even is the close. one that they're thinking <laughs> of. It's Kazam. <laughs> That's see? And there's no way. Because I'm pretty sure Sinbad's in this film. No, in the background not. somewhere, right? Yeah. Insane. Oh, oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> Say it's shared universe, guys. Yeah. Shared universe. <laughs> Had anyone uh, seen this movie before? Not seen this movie before? Go ahead. All at once, Kyle. Yeah, I've seen it before. Chris? Yes, definitely. Yeah. When was the last time you guys saw it before this watching? Wait, have you? Yeah. This is depressing. There's so many great films that we haven't seen. And, of course, we've all seen fucking <laughs> Drop Dead Fred. I want to. D- I do want to talk about that, though. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, Cody. Sorry, uh, my that. last time seeing it was probably... Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess that in uh, 92 or 93 is when it hit the VHS shelves, and that would be when I saw it. Okay. Yes. Chris? S- uh, same. Same, definitely. So it's been a while for those two. God, you? fuck if Mike? I know. I, I don't even remember. It's been. It's like one of those movies that's always been in my childhood. So sure, ninety two, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Well, I can't. No, that wasn't the last time I saw it. That I, I probably saw it 
five or six years you ago. Know, have you ever had you ever really? that you have yeah. that you know that film that you have in your life where like whenever it's on you're watching it like no matter what period like what, whenever it falls trying into to picture film. which film that do you would have be. a film like that does anybody have a yeah, film I like do. that there's a Christmas film like vacation Christmas vacation okay so yeah. that's that for you no matter what time what what no when you turn it on in the middle of the film you're watching it all the way yep. through for as a kid this kind of was like that movie for me for a little bit uh-huh this and career opportunities with jennifer connelly for some reason <laughs> but not this as movie popular also. as drop dead fred i don't know dude <laughs> i don't know dude jennifer connelly <laughs> Yeah, it's weird. Um, just starting out and, and and watching this movie, you know, remembering from my childhood, and just being like, oh, I remember this movie being so much fun, and like so ridiculous, and like all this other stuff, and then watching it with adult eyes, and just being like, oh fuck, <laughs> <laughs> like oh my god, I'm de- sad and depressed right now. It's like when you're watching a, 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 an American tale and then you realize like, holy shit, this is about Jewish settlers yeah. coming to America. Yeah. This is yeah. not about a fucking this nice... Is a dark, this is a dark comedy. Yeah. It's listed yeah. as such. <laughs> yeah, but... This it, is not a kid's movie. Which I mean, is weird because not... it was marketed as a kid's movie. Well, I don't know. Was it? It was. I, I totally, According it totally to our was. research department on Wikipedia... Or did kids just want to see it? I, I, dude, but w- the context and the way that they like they present the film, it definitely has yeah. a kid vibe. It definitely speaks more. This is like this is like the modern day. This is the modern day equivalent of like a Pixar movie. Like Pixar movies are geared towards kids, but if you're an adult watching it, there's like there's actually adult themes that the adults right. can kind of can understand. It's, it's kind of like... It and that's kind of what this has. I think a little bit of the peanuts. I think there's a lot more adult than there is kids. Uh, the only thing that's really kid about this movie is the character Fred. Which he's in the like pretty much the entire yeah, film. I so. understand that, but yeah. what I'm saying I mean, is it's completely, the title. it's completely surrounded by adult themes. Just yeah, but there's a lot of kid stuff that like has that's wrapped in, in, in adult themes. Like I think Adventure Time is wrapped in adult themes. Mm, like yeah, if you yeah. if you watch it, you're like, holy shit, this shit's about like some serious shit. Yeah. You know, Peanuts was like that. Very psych. There was a lot of psychological shit that was going on. David Bowie's it. Penis and Labyrinth. <laughs> exactly. Very very adult. Yeah. Also wrapped in leather. Actually. Yeah. yeah. And just Spandex. rawhide. Yeah. <laughs> Glitter. <laughs> so I mean, there's a lot of things wrapped. No, yeah. but kids at, movies. But I mean, that's adult. the thing is like, as a kid, all you see is Fred. But when you're an adult, you see the story that surrounds Fred. True that. Yeah. True, True yeah. that. Yo. I did that. see that story. And you know what? We'll get more into that story when we come right back. And the prince took the beautiful young girl in his arms and said, Will you marry me? Yes, she whispered. I will be your princess. But they look happily ever after. Of course, Elizabeth. How do you know? Because she was a good little girl. If she had been naughty, the prince would have run away. What a pile of shit. You were saying earlier, uh, you definitely see it differently with adult eyes. Um, Phoebe Cates is the main character in this. She plays Elizabeth. Yeah. And um, Where else is she from? She is from Fast Times at Regimon High. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. Gremlins, yep. most most oh, yeah, probably okay, most okay, famous. Okay. And uh, she did her last film. Well, not her last film because she's kind of gotten back into acting. But she did a film called Princess Caribou. That was like her last film for a while. And then she had kids with Kevin Klein. Oh, lucky and then him. she wanted to be a mom. Yeah, no, they're like the cutest couple with the cutest names. <laughs> I feel like that's how they met. They were just like, "What's your name, Kevin Klein? What's your name, Phoebe Case? Oh my God, we're gonna be so adorable. Too perfect. <laughs> we just do this. And the, I mean, when you when the film opens, you kind of realize that uh, Elizabeth is going through some troubled times. Mm-hmm. Uh, her husband is obviously an asshole, an asshole, and leaving mm-hmm. her. Yeah, kind of. Kind of leaving. Never her. quite leaving. Yeah. Never quite. Just screwing <laughs> other people. Yeah. Yeah. Always holding on. Yeah. You know. Her car gets stolen. Her purse gets. He's like that. He, that was actually pretty. He funny. is like he is like the epitome of like the shittiest salesman of the world. Charles. <laughs> yeah. Charles. He's like, like the a... way he talks and the way he like, like yeah. He's like pulling all the moves, the sales isn't moves. He, like isn't that his like yeah? Like he's a character actor who kind of plays that character a lot, right? I feel like I've seen him in that kind of role. Yeah. More I, than I once. don't recognize him at all. Really? Yeah, uh, Tim Matheson. 
Yeah. Tim, Tim Matheson. Matheson. Tim he's, he's Matheson. always the slimy luxury car dealer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, who are we going to get for this role? We'll call up Tim. He's not doing anything. And she dresses like the mom from Home Improvement. Yeah. She, she, she sure does. She definitely does. Has that sure 90s does. like. Man, those, those ankle dresses are really. Yeah. That, that, that really bummed with the, me with out. With the ankle socks. <laughs> yeah. And the loafers. Like the least <laughs> amount of skin you could possibly show. <laughs> it's like Amish. <laughs> but it opens with, with with that and then she she ends up getting left ish because mm-hmm. he doesn't really leave yeah he's a he's a, he's a, a what's the world controlling manipulative manipulative, manipulative. very mu- very much about uh yeah better better word thank cool. you i couldn't think of <laughs> i couldn't think of the word for better <laughs> <laughs> and then she basically moves in with her uh lovely mother her lovely, controlling, mm, manipulative yeah. Poly, mother. Polly Cronin. There's a theme here. Polly Cronin, yep. No, that's not Are her we... name. <laughs> what is it? It's Marsha. That's not her real name. No. I mean, that is her no, real, that's name. A real name. Her, I'm talking Wait, about characters. Whose name is who? I'm talking yeah. about character names. Oh, I'm sorry. Confused. See, he got me confused. Yeah. I don't know who's who. who we talk, What movie Same is this? Same person, two different names. Yeah. Oh, cool. She reminds... Is that the lady from Hellraiser? No, it reminds Are you me. Sure, of, it, it looks you know just what? like her. I see that though. Yeah, it yeah. Looks, I see it. I, yes. It's not, but I see it. Do you see it? Up. Yeah, I don't think it is though. And you're introdu- yeah, you're introduced to her lovely Claire mother. Claire Higgins yeah. is in Hellraiser. Okay, mm. this is not Claire Higgins. Good old Claire Higgins. Claire Higgins. She's she. You're introduced to her lovely mother, who is obviously a caring, nurturing woman. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. wants the best. Yeah, just wants doesn't the want best anybody on her carpet. No, can't step on her carpet. She's she's a bitch. She's the bitchiest mom in the whole world. She is, and it, you know what? I don't feel like it was ever explained why she was, because even when the husband was still around, she was that way. So she's just a control freak. I think that's what they were trying to. Well, she was upset. Be- okay, you want to know why? Because she wanted. Obviously, I I think she wanted this perfect marriage and family, and then she had a daughter with a mental illness. Yeah, yeah. God, that 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 line that she gives her at the table, which she's like, "Sometimes I think I don't love you as much as I used to." I'm yeah. like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, that's you can't deep. say that to a kid. <laughs> the kid's intense. like five years old. <laughs> but, so I, I got a question how how does the how does the father come out of the picture? Do they explain that he just them? walks out. He yeah. just leaves. Yeah. That was the last time he, he was ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, apparently. They, yeah, that 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 that's what I think we were we were supposed to believe as an audience for sure. But yeah, it was like they were fighting over. Again, the, the 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 dad didn't think it was an issue her having an imaginary friend because he just thinks that's just part of child growth, and the mom just despised that idea. And she taped up the box, and he was just like, "Fuck this shit, I'm out." I really wanted that to be more of a theme, especially in figuring out what the fuck was up with the mom. Mm-hmm. Like finding out the dad yeah. information. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't even think that, well, going back to what I just said, I don't even think that would explain it because she was that way when the dad was around and she was that way when the dad left. So she's just always been that I way. I think she was that way because of her child. Yeah, because yeah. what she was dealing with with yes. her kid. Yeah, she was yeah. awful. <laughs> like she, I think, had a picture perfect ideal of what her family was supposed to be. This is just what I'm gathering. And then, you know, she has a kid that is not all there. Well, but and there's a reason for it because her mom's uh, emotionally and I'm guessing physically abusive too. They don't really say that. Well, they, but they show kinda they, hint. Sh- they show they show little tiny scenes of it, like when she's like when she's um uh when they're at the dinner table and she's she's trimming up the rest of um her hair her hair and she's like tugging and pulling at it and the little girl's like ow and like wincing in actual like legit looking pain. So like. Maybe that's not like it's not taking a belt to her, but I feel like that was like I th- feel like that was the filmmaker's way of being like, well, here's another little piece of the shitty oh, puzzle I'm that sure, is this woman. I'm sure there was tons of abuse after Daddy left. Oh yeah, I, I would imagine so. The yeah. mom just had serious expectations, and yeah. like she was like, I just want to be a kid and have fun, and it was just suppressed, and which is the cause of the having the imaginary friend. Yeah. Which re- later resurfaces when she's going through some emotional turmoil, mm-hmm. yeah. and then also has to go move back in with her mom, and that is again rehashed those feelings, and she yeah. never really deals with them. And I, that's what Fred's there for mm-hmm. is to help her deal with those. 
in the most annoying way possibly that he can. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the most, ra- like you said, rambunctious way. Yeah. Rambunctious. <laughs> that makes it sound like it's fun. Archaic. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, dude, I was, wa- I, was, I was watching this, and I was like, I remembered it being fun. When Fred was on screen as a kid, I was like, oh, he's so funny. He's so fun. And then watching it, I'm like, no, stop. You're ruining your fucking life. Yeah, this that's is what it. I thought the whole time. <laughs> yeah. I kept thinking that, too. I was like, this he's not doing anything to help. Like, he finally, like, yeah, he finally comes through eventually in some weird roundabout way, yeah, which is the really last basically, like, five minutes of the film, five or 10, 15 minutes of the film. But, like, other than that, yeah, I feel like he's just creating more and more bullshit for her. He's he like is. a reflection on. He's a reflection of her. I think well, though sh- he so, is her. So so it's very <sighs> immature and childish. And then that you character know. has to learn to grow. It, like Fred is growing at the same time that Phoebe's learning to not take bullshit. Right. Well, so, I don't feel like talk Fred about grew at that. all. I want to talk about. He does. What, what what Kyle just said, and I want to maybe she is Fred. No. Oh, what do you mean no? Th- there's a moment in the movie. Actually, t- two moments in the movie that would kind of contradict that whole thing, and this is the part of the film that I actually really kind of throws me off here because, as as it stands, you think that right. Yeah. Like when you're first watching the film, you're like, okay, so Fred is just a manifestation of her own psyche, and this is her acting out, and because every everything that, so all the physical things that must be happening, the dog poop on the carpet and stuff like that, that has to be her throwing the shit, right? Yes, and her like dropping out of fucking consciousness and going into this <laughs> yeah. Fred thing, right? Yeah. That would what one would believe. But the scene that really throws it off is the waiting room scene where he's hanging out with the other imaginary friends because she can't see them. She's not even remotely conscious of their mm-hmm. existence. Mm-hmm. So it then turns the movie into... She can see him. No, all the, she, ki- no, all the she kids can't. can see nope. She can't. She can't. None of the other kids can see Fred. Like They can only see their own... Yeah. yeah. Their own imaginary friend. Yeah, when they cut to her point of view, you don't yeah. see him in the frame. And she says, what are you doing? Who are you talking to? And he goes, I'm playing with my friends. Like, yeah. And he's doing this whole thing. That there kind of shows that this is now crossed over from the psychological to to the metaphysical, to the magical. Like, this has become fantasy. That. I don't know if I agree with that. Well, though. then the second one, Kyle, if I haven't convinced you yet. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you haven't. You haven't. <laughs> the second one is why Why does, uh, what's his name's, what's, what's the uh, dude, uh, God, the, <laughs> the, 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 lo, the, lo, the lonely, uh, lovelorned friend. I forgot his name. I, I forget his name too. Oh, but at uh, the end. Jimmy. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> at the end, that little girl, his daughter, I'm assuming. Yes. Uh, takes Fred as her own imaginary friend, as if he transferred over to this other girl. Right. He did. Right. And as I understand it, that's not her daughter, right? No. That's no. his daughter. That's his no. daughter. So there's no... I would understand... It would make a lot of sense if it was her daughter, like, years later, they have a child, and well, that, no, well, I, that daughter falls over. But that's not what happens. It's if, as if Fred is conscious, like, has his own independent way of going from yeah. childhood like a genie yeah, exactly. and can just show up and be like, well, now I'm going to take care of this little guy. Yeah, that's the like, magic. It's yeah. like he he's he's there to help you work through your shit eventually and then he moves on when you don't need him anymore. Yeah, he's there to stress you the fuck out until yeah, you can't no stand way, it anymore there, and he disappears. That, <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like those two scenes, uh, the, those two scenes were like... I don't know. I, I don't know. I feel like they were shoehorned in there or something because every other fucking scene in this movie, even the point where they're playing burglar and he cracks the wind, the glass, and he's like, "I love the sound of the breaking." Right. And like she does the same thing. Right. And like so, it's obviously her breaking the I'm, glass I'm not, and doing all that. I'm not shit. disagreeing with you because that's the part of the film that that like to me was so interesting. But when those two scenes pop up. I'm like, wow, you're kind of breaking the rules of this world. I'm going to give like, you another one that, in my opinion, that kind of does that too, and that's where she uh, takes the houseboat for a joyride. Okay. Because he's down there breaking the fucking engine, and she's obviously driving. Yeah. She mm. couldn't have done both. She eh. ain't that fast. I mean, they showed her flipping switches, maybe. She could have she done it. She could have done both. Because, well, I mean, uh, because here's the thing. How many people thing. have worked on a boat here? How many people worked on here's a boat here? Thing. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, here's the oh, thing. One, here's one, the thing. That's right. <laughs> That's I right, was right. on a boat. I went to Alcatraz one time, and I was on that boat. <laughs> I was on a so, cruise ship. All those yeah. summer trips to uh, <laughs> Lake Pleasant. No, because <laughs> in that scene, you don't see them together when he's breaking shit. It's either him breaking shit or her yeah, driving that's what I'm the saying. boat. They're they're not together in one scene, so yeah. it could it could very possibly be her doing both of those things because they're never together when that shit's happening. 
But they're together when all the other shit's happening. I'm going off the I'm going off the that she's batshit fucking crazy mm-hmm. and she's doing all of this shit herself and she's blaming it on her imaginary friend because she does have an imaginary friend who's telling her to do these things and he is just the embodiment of her actions. That's I, the way I that's that's where I'm going with here's it. Here's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying that it's either uh imaginary friends are real things that exist. Agreed. Or it was badly written. Poorly written and they <laughs> did and they didn't realize that like, oh well I guess when we do this, we kind of break the rules of the of yeah. what we're trying to do here. I think badly written. That's what I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with that too. I don't think it was badly written. I don't know. I think Cody's point kind of might point that out because you're right. Like how can she be down there and up there? Yeah. So if that's the case she's not even like really that breaks that breaks the rules of both worlds. Because if imaginary friends can't physically make any contact with physical things, then that breaks that too. I mean, the the sheer fact that we're talking about imaginary friends makes you need you have to be, like have a suspension of disbelief a little bit. You, I don't think you could break this film down that hard. Like, like, well, this doesn't make sense. If this doesn't make sense, it's like it's just telling a story about somebody who's going through something, and this is like the outlet for it, and. Maybe she always was going through it, but she like grew through that. You know what I mean? That's I mean, I feel like that's all that's, I need well, to know. On. That's the other problem I have is that it it is in the last five minutes that she makes that uh, uh, she, she uh, has that fugue state. Yeah, and because then... he's re- he's he's really he's really not in my eyes at least he's really not helping her until that that last little bit when he's about to croak from the pills. Yeah, yeah, like. Everything else up to that is like, let's get you in trouble so that you get more stressed out and more freaked out until yeah. you basically hit a breaking point to where you snap out of this. So that like that's how you so, fucking help. So people. he only so he only helps her when it when it comes down to like being self. He wants yeah. to save himself. No, I don't. I I don't agree with that. What? What? You, he was helping her when she beat the shit out of the violin player. N- no, I I I. I, I, I <laughs> No, I, th- I think that 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 Fred is supposed to be a very simple-minded, childlike, yeah, exactly figure. Um, but in, in I don't think he's trying to save his own life when he tells her you got to leave your husband. I think he's really saying like, yeah. I care for you. I want you to leave your husband. Exactly. No, I-, I think it kind of starts here and there before what what you guys are saying. Like it's it's a little longer of a stretch than just like the last five minutes. Ten. It no. It, it's quite a. It, it goes on for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I would say probably fifteen. 15, yeah. about 15 minutes. <laughs> 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20 minutes, 20 minutes, 20 minutes, 20 minutes. 15 minutes of a three-hour film. Gotcha. It's an hour and 30 minutes. Oh, get the fuck out of here. No, it's mm. not. It's an hour 40. That yeah. felt like the longest well, hour 30. Credits are five minutes. Yeah. So. Yeah. That was the longest hour 30 I've sat through. I don't know, man. It's just, for me, like, going back and watching this again, like, kid eyes, thought it was hilarious. Adult eyes, I was like... This is kind of this is a crazy subject to touch like this too, and I, I I will applaud the filmmaker at least like having the balls to tackle um, a subject like this and and then also try to make a dark comedy out of it, mm-hmm. which yeah. um, I feel like if they would have went a little darker, could have pulled it off better. There's some weird shit that they talk about in yeah, it. Totally. They talk about cutting people's heads off and like yeah. stabbing people with scissors and shit like Eating that. Eating them like an owl eater yeah. body, an owl yeah. eater head. I mean, don't get me like, wrong. That stuff that kid you'll hear like any kid may maybe say something stupid like that. But like, um, what's the thing with this cobwebs? No, no. What when yeah. it, she's she's like chopping this like the salad or something like that. Like we could stab him with the knife or something yeah. like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of weird stuff like that that kind of like dips into the violence, <laughs> like but the I mean, idea. Which that is, I think, the oh, violence no, the inside of, the, of her. Yeah, the 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 the, the shaving scene too. Like, yeah. We get slit his throat with the thing. Right, I'm like, right. whoa, whoa, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! I agree. Yeah, yeah. That violence is coming from her frustration, not being, not not having the confidence to like have an outlet for and it. And that's why I love when he says in that scene, he's like, "You're not happy. Like I can tell you're not happy. Otherwise, why would I still be around?" Well, and now to go back to Kyle's point, like if this is a psychological thing, like why are the pills even hurting him then? If it's not that, unless the pill is some weird rep, like what magical creatures are somehow affected by fucking. It's like a numbing pharmaceutical like a num- grade, you know, su- antipsychotics. Like what are they like? I don't. Well, know. Yeah, they said it cuts off that part of your brain that yeah. makes. But people then have it's that. N- then he's not magical. Then well, he is a manifestation yes. of her mind. Yes. It's confusing. Yeah. It's very, very confusing. But I also think that was. Be, a, I also think that was a social commentary about the time period, 
right? Because in the early '90s, that's when every kid had fucking ADD. They're giving them all pills. They're all going. We're all going to the, 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 the psychiatrist. I was there. I was there too. <laughs> I, was there, okay? I was there too. I know. I lived that life. I lived that life. Oh shit! You know, and like Not that you, was Chris. A, no. Oh. That was like a big thing then. You know, and I think that was kind of like the social commentary portion of yeah. the film of like I could see that for sure. Like but- kids be kids and don't don't. Yeah. I guess that's sure, but to yeah. my to Mike's point, it definitely doesn't make sense then for him to be a magical person if pills are destroying him, because then he is completely and totally in her head, and she's insane. It's such a weird thing, and we'll. I mean, no, I guess we got to it. We can't get to it. <laughs> I don't know. There's more stuff that I kind of want to dive in, but let's let's let's, no, let's go let, ahead. Let's just think. Go organic. Let's let happen. Let's go organic. Let's yeah, get that license go with play home. What do you guys? What do you guys think? Uh, do you think this is a cult film, or do you mm. do you? What makes it a cult film? I'm uh, me personally. I don't. I don't necessarily think it is. I just think it's one of those movies that's. Um, it's it, it the memory of it is really powerful. Um, as a from from like seeing it as a child, but like, like I don't feel like there's a lot of people that are like. You know, having drop dead Fred movie watching nights, like. But then again, I don't know. I, I don't know. But I personally don't. I don't think it necessarily is. Can I ask you a follow up question? Sure. Why do you think it's such a nostalgic movie for for people? Then probably because of how wacky it was at the time. It's memorable. It's definitely a memorable movie, whether you want to remember it or not. I think it's something that attracted. I think it is like what we all kind of. Why we all kind of remember this film is because we were all kids when we saw it. And that kind of shit like attracts kids. Like the mask is like that too. Like people yeah. remember the mask. Oh, yeah, I saw the mask in theaters. He's so crazy. I will like, never you know, like, forget Cameron Diaz in the mask. <laughs> yeah, never. Very. I animated. think that has something to do with like our age. Maybe, maybe it has something to do with like our age group because when we were kids, this was the movie that was in theaters. And like all the like, it doesn't matter how many like older films you've seen and stuff. The ones that you saw as a kid left like probably the most impression on you and you remembered because it was an experience that you you got to like be a part of. Chris, do you think it's maybe because he dressed like Steve from Blue's Clues? Yeah. <laughs> actually, <laughs> no, I, actually I do I do believe that has something to do with it. You know, the his look, his character, how wacky he was. But the reason I want to say it's not maybe not a cult film is because I don't know if you could show this to like a like a 13 year old or a 10 year old today and they would love this movie like i don't know if that legacy would carry on of the film maybe it's just like a 90s kid thing yeah it's there's I like don't a, know. there's I'm like just, a very narrow slice of time yeah. that you have to be alive to appreciate <laughs> there, okay i'll put it this way there are certain films that i feel particularly in the 90s that really layered on like the 90s themes of like Big loud colors and wackiness and like let's do these big animated intros for the you know like yeah they those are like common themes that you saw a lot in the nineties yeah. and this film did a lot of it like Weekend at Bernie's and Weekend at Bernie's two even Bernie <laughs> I don't know what they called the last <laughs> even Bernier I don't know what they called it um, but those films like I don't know that Weekend at Bernie's are like really cult films. It's just one of those ty- things where you say, hey, remember Weekend at Bernie's? Like, yeah, I remember that era of I feel film. like, I actually feel, <laughs> I, I feel like that's more of a cult film than this one is. I do too, but I also wouldn't call that a cult film. So I definitely am not calling this one one. All right. I would have to agree with, I I don't know if Chris said it was a cult film or not, but I'm going to go he with. said no. Okay. Yeah, then I agree with no. I actually don't feel like this is a cult film. I think this is and one you of You picked it. I know. <laughs> well, because it's one of those things like where it's like, yeah, no, people like this movie. People really like this movie. And then you go back and watch it, and you're like, do people really watch? Do people really like still people watch don't this revisit movie? their childhood? Do they stuff revisit that often? this movie? And I and I wonder that and I question that. And I'm glad we can bring it up on this podcast to make other people go like, yeah, and should go back and watch this and see if I still think it's like, been a couple it's, decades. Yeah, it's it's as good as when I was a kid because it for me like. Not to give my rating away, but it, I mean, it, I was kind of like, 
in a weird place with this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind you know, of I'm really kinda, put I'm, you in a mood. I'm kind of in like an uh, an undecided spot on, on how I felt about this film too. Like <laughs> it was just like I didn't know how to take it. Like I wish I wish we had video for our podcast so people can see the face. But I'm going to show show the guys in the room the face I was making while watching it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wide, this like weird, wide-eyed. yeah. This weird stare. It wasn't even wide-eyed. It was just kind of like all the muscles in my face just kind of settled, and it was just mm. like, all right, two hours in, or sorry, hour thirty. Felt two, felt two like hours. Two. My felt, ass felt like two. And here's another question too, because I feel like this is this is a, a, something that they tried to pull off, and I don't think they necessarily. It's hard for me to fucking figure it out now. What <laughs> did they make? <laughs> and here's the question part of it. I mean, did they attempt or did they make child abuse either mentally or or physically funny? Like was that their attempt? Was that like uh, was that I, I still, the dark comedy part of it? No, I I don't okay. It's hard for me not to say it's a, a little bit about child abuse. I don't think that was the focus. I think the focus is really about adult instability that stems from from your childhood. From yes, yes. I, I think they're making that connection to be sure. I don't think like I, I kind of disagree that there's any real. There's mental abuse. There's their mom's yes, desolate. There's one hundred percent. But also, abuse. they kind of play it off more like not like, kind of like that the mother didn't do it consciously. Like she wasn't trying to be malicious. In a very strange way, she thought that uh, she was doing the best for her daughter. No, no, because they that she ending. they specifically she she specifically calls out in the ending that like once mom found out how to hurt me, she would do it all the time, and that is a malicious act. It it is, but sometimes like when you live s- with someone for so long, I feel like that that's what everybody has, or maybe not everybody. No, I think, but a, a lot of people a have a fa- family family dynamics where. There is one person has the ability to control another person, mm-hmm. and they're not necessarily doing it purposely. They're just doing it because maybe they're even frightened of something. Like the controlling mother idea is also based in the idea that they don't want the daughter to leave. Like if I can keep her here and I can control her, that she's mine and I don't have to let her go. Which yeah, is a malicious thought, that, though. It is. A, it is. But it's also it stems from like. Love. Yeah, from love, and it also... <laughs> no, it does a little bit. It stems from a little bit from love, but it also stems a little bit from fear. Fear of yeah. uh, of being alone, because that's something that she says right. in this film, is that I'm she's just... I'm afraid to be alone. I'm afraid to be alone, and I, I, I got that from the mother, because... And this is why I really wanted to see what fucking happened with the dad, because <laughs> it felt like maybe the mother either, A, blamed the daughter a little bit for the father oh, leaving... Oh, she does blame her. Right? And also that... Now who am I stuck with? The mom does make comments to Elizabeth about, uh, with like her own marriage, and she's obviously trying to com- control Elizabeth's marriage and her and Charles getting back together because she's like she tells Elizabeth, obviously you don't know how to keep a marriage together. Where she's like, bitch, you don't either. Yeah, yeah, you know. So, but that's to me is like what kind of stood out for me, and I don't know maybe a different Kyle too, where I had the that, the Kyle face, we'll call it. <laughs> of uh, was as I'm watching it, I, all that was sticking out to me. Maybe it's because I have a kid. Was like, like the mentally abusive aspect of it, and it was really hard for me to get past that and enjoy the film because I was yeah. just like, if like this, like they're lucky this girl didn't go on a, on a rampage. Yeah, I think like I think my like my main critique with this film is like there. Uh, Everything we've said about how how shitty Fred is or how he's not, it doesn't seem like he's helping as much. Maybe he's creating more chaos or whatever. She does have, Elizabeth does have these uh, several scenes throughout the film where she, it seems like she's really starting to like come to terms with reality and start to cope and go through like the phases of like, you know, grief and whatever. And he pops in and just starts doing wacky shit and kind of distracting yeah. her again. And, like, my main gripe is, like, I feel like that for the first time, there's a movie that is just too wacky. It was too, they, they, I feel like they tried too hard to make it too wacky, and they missed out on, like, what I think was, like, some great character development that could have happened earlier in the film and, like, built up to the ending instead of just being hit with this 
with this uh, this disconnected from reality kind of like yeah. flashback, whatever the hell that she has yeah. that like buttons up the film at the end. Yeah, they were selling the wackiness before the storytelling. Yeah, and I thought yeah. there was something real deep, real fucking human there. Well, uh, do you guys have any favorite characters? Yeah, Shining Star, <laughs> Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher. <laughs> Thank you. I was waiting for it. No, she was fantastic in this movie. That whole scene where she comes into the office and uh, where Elizabeth comes into her office and calls her out and tells her that her house sank. Yes. Uh, and and she like goes in and gets the chair because she thinks Fred's sitting in it and brings it back out and starts beating it and like punching the air and everybody comes out to see that performance is is incredible. It I, is. I love it. I loved it too. That's probably my favorite scene. That mm-hmm. it literally is probably my favorite scene. That and when she's fucking uh, speed walking and smoking a oh, cigarette. Oh, I was going to say that. You took it from it's me. It's so, so funny. good. So fucking funny. <laughs> all the zeros on the check. Every time she's on screen, I'm like, and I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm not Except like, for the first scene when she's first on, on screen. That was like, that was like very nine, a very nineties thing. Like, oh, I just took a class, and they said, you know, surround yourself with white light, and you know, it's like I thought like that scene was like bad. That was felt right off a of script, but everything else she did was very, very like fun and energetic and like yeah. original. Um, I'll, I'll also say uh, personally, I think Rick Mayall as Fred did a good job. I think his timing is fucking great in this movie. I th- I will. Disagree. I know. I know. You all feel. I, I get the sense of annoyance, but dude, his no. time. His timing is great in this something? film. No, I, I don't. I don't. I don't disagree with that at all. I actually do think that uh, for for what the character called for, um, he did it pretty well. And um, the ending, uh, there is a there is a brief moment where he really transfers from that wacky, crazy character to like heart, like um. Yeah, no, he's got like dramatic, like a nice dramatic. Yeah, moment he had for a real him. good presence there mm-hmm. until the un- until, until until. Yeah, I know where you're going with that. Yeah. Why did she have to kiss him? What was up Why with that? Why did she have to kiss <laughs> him? A open mouth, good thing going on there. Why did that have to happen? I don't know. To, for us to, to for Why me to happens? go away, you have to go down on me. <laughs> I don't make up the yeah. rules. <laughs> it really was. It was this fucking weird. <laughs> did anybody else feel creeped out? There is like did. a really weird layer of I'm... <laughs> sexual. I feel, connection between I feel those like what, two. when I was watching that scene again, I showed you guys the face I was making, and when that scene happened, I think I went, "Okay, yeah." <laughs> and, scene. and scene, like, did anybody else feel that way? Uh, I was annoyed with them throughout most of the film, and I you don't didn't think, find the kiss. No, strange? the kiss, the kissing, the, the kiss specifically. I didn't even think twice about it. Honestly, I it's didn't an either. open mouth kiss. Yeah, but to me, to me, <laughs> it's like, like going steady. No, <laughs> it was to me, to me, to me, I, 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 to me, I just found it strange because this is somebody that has been in her life since she was a like five year old child, and like had. I don't know. It's just it's like Christopher Lambert and his assistant. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. got a real Christopher Lambert and assistant feel to it. Yeah, sure did. He Highlandered the fuck out of her. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah, it is weird because it, she could have kissed him on the cheek. She yeah. it could have been. I a, thought it was innocent, be a childish thing, and it is like an open mouth go for a little bit and like a little, a little, a little pullback. Probably his contract. Probably his contract. <laughs> I get to kiss open mouth Phoebe Cates. <laughs> but no, it was it was a uh, he was he's a, he's a, he's a solid actor. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Actor. Like I feel like it was. I think he played the character what they wanted him to play it as. I, I honestly think yeah. that. But at the same time, again, here's adult Cody watching this movie, and I'm so fucking annoyed with his character because, again, all he's doing is literally destroying her life even more Yeah, that I'm like, I'm bad at you, bro. <laughs> well, I'm fucking mad. I want you to go away. Take the take the last fucking pill. That's take how, it. That's how Phoebe felt. That's where she, how she got to that point. And I don't know. It's just, I, there's just something... About that character too. I don't know that. I just didn't. Yeah, like the like the the initial. I don't know. Maybe they. I I know that's just what they were going for. But the initial, the first thing, the first time you see him on screen, I instantly was like, "Fuck me." He's like clown Come funny. On. He's like clown funny. You know what I mean? Like honk honk. Like <laughs> where's the dolls? And he's yeah. just like going. Well, like, I'm gonna rip his head off. I'm just, just like you know, God. You trying really hard. He actually hard, bro. has like a pretty legitimate history, I guess, as as a British comedian. I looked at his IMDb. Yeah. It's a long list. Yeah, of he, shit. I yeah. guess he's he's kind of 
somewhat of a legend. Isn't like the Young Ones, which is like a British TV yes. show. Yeah, he's like, like, in like... A, and he's also in some kind of very political. I think like a political commentary comedy. Or Guys, something like that. I'm not saying that that he personally. I'm not <laughs> going after him personally. No, 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 I understand. I'm saying the character that he played was annoying. It was annoying. Yeah. I agree, but I, I also think that like The Mask is an annoying movie in the same way. Like, oh, I agree. Jim Carrey's a fucking annoying. And it's not a movie. horrible film. It's just no. the way. Like, if you watch it too many times, it's just like, Jesus Christ, all righty then, we get it, all righty then, okay, we, or fucking yeah. smoking, we get no, it, that's, yeah. I was going to say, that's not, that's what I meant to say, I meant to say smoking, no, no. it's all together, <laughs> it's all together for me. You it's, know that movie where he's wearing the green mask, he's fixing people's cable, and he keeps yeah. going, all righty then. Oh, Truman Show, yeah, I oh, per- yeah, yeah, that's the one, thank love you. It. Love that film, <laughs> love it. But it's like, how many times right can he? Riddles. How many times can he look under a dress? How many times can he make a fucking pie of out of something disgusting? Like, yeah, you know, it's just how many times did that happen? Like four <laughs> times, twice with the looking under the yeah. dress thing. I thought uh, it was more than that. I feel like it was two more. mud it was pies twice. for sure. There's yeah, there's a pants was the pie. First, when was the first the mud pie? The first one was on on the on the kitchen table. The second one was the one that she makes for yeah. him. Or yeah. her husband. Well, that wasn't Fred. He didn't make that. Yeah. Well, well, he made it, but you don't oh, see him making God. it. Here he goes. And also, that was when she was a child. It's harkening back to her childhood, right? It's the connection between the same shit that's happening uh, in her adult well, life. As well, well, okay. You know what? We brought, up, we, we brought up a great scene. You brought up a great point. The mud pie at the end. She doesn't even know it's a mud pie until she sees she doesn't. it. She opens it up. So, obviously, she's fucking batshit crazy, and she's doing no. this shit. <laughs> or or he's a magical fucking creature that Which I did don't it on believe. his own. I don't believe that. Again, I I think I think they <laughs> they just they just couldn't like I don't think they could figure out what kind of movie they wanted to make. The mom was fantastic in this movie too. I got to give her props because she makes herself easy to dislike. Yeah. Yes. Like she plays that character I, fucking perfectly. Can we pick like uh, do we already talk about people we disliked? In the movie, yeah. Go ahead. I, I was just gonna pay. I, I was actually gonna call out that like that friend, that weird lonely friend she runs the into. The one with the earring. Yeah, with the one with the one earring. Like I just did not like that guy at all. The love interest. Yeah, I thought he was. I What's thought, his name? He's in like everything. I don't know. He is in nothing. Yeah. Yeah, he is. No, he's a very wreck. Like, he is a I, big fucking nothing. <laughs> Ron Eldered. Oh, Ron Eldered. We all Ron know Eldred. the Ron Eldered <laughs> from from Lord of the Rings <laughs> and. Wow. And fucking everything else. Let's see. Fi- films that you definitely would know. Ghost Ship. He's been in tons of sleepers. <laughs> Super 8. House of Sand and Fog. Black Hawk Down. Deep Impact. This guy's had a career. This guy's right. done a shit ton of stuff. Yeah. Well, from humble beginnings, I guess. Yeah, yeah <laughs> humble beginnings like House of Sand and, and Fog. And I will say this. Uh, Phoebe Cates... Phoebe Cates is fantastic. Oh in this my movie god, too. she is. I love she's, her. she's 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 really good. I've always liked Phoebe Cates. She's really good. In this she, movie. I think she does comedy really well. She like, does. She has a very uh, dry. Like, yeah, it's dry and more like and like realistic. It's not so slapsticky. But like, I mean, think about it when when the whole dinner scene where her and her friend are sitting there eating and and like Fred's controlling her arm and spilling the water all over the place and then throwing the shit like. When it cut to scenes of her just doing those motions without him there, it it was super convincing. I felt like and hilarious at the same time. Like her face was just steady while her body was doing these uncontrollable acts. I thought it was great. No, she's fantastic. I'm a I'm a big fan of hers. Wish she wouldn't have uh, retired after this movie. She didn't. <laughs> didn't she though? Didn't she? She had she had Princess Caribou up. <laughs> she had Princess Caribou. God damn it! Nobody talks shit about Princess Caribou. Don't you I guys ever fuck except it. Princess Caribou? <laughs> Let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk more about Drop Dead Fred. Guys, we're back. We are talking about Drop Dead Fred. I wanted to get in uh, some of the technical stuff, and I think the scene that you can most talk about the technical aspect of it is the end scene where they kind of go into her psyche and they're back at the Nightmare on Elm Street house. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yes. I am so glad you yeah, said the same too. thing because I thought the exact same thing. 
I thought I was going to hear the song. It looked just like the little dollhouse from the third film. Yeah. It did. It, it, it really did. And then they go inside of it, and um, fake Tim Burton explodes. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's because they they wanted Tim Burton to direct this movie originally. So I think really, that, I think they were That's going. That's a fact. Yeah, it's a fact. Holy shit! He got offered to direct this, and Robin Williams got offered the role of Fred. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yep, we could have had a better movie. <laughs> <laughs> But I liked it. Could have had a legit cult I, I, film I liked on our that hands. set. Honestly, I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, it was simple. It was definitely it, it. It 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 was cool because it came out of nowhere. It was like it was like yeah, it was like a a a, a reverse of her home reality. You know, mm-hmm. it was it was really strange. But I it, liked it. It was strange, but like I was I was in that boat where like as soon as it hit, I was like, this is so a ripoff of Tim Burton. Like I, I instantly thought that. Like, yeah, instantly. I agree. Yeah, no, I definitely do. And I was like, they're totally going for like a Tim Burton Beetlejuice vibe mm-hmm. with this. I could see that at the end, and then yeah. they make out. Yeah, <laughs> they they kind of make out. She 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 uh, she uh, sets her mother on fire. Not real, but you yeah. know, in her mind, and then yeah, she gets to make out with Fred. It's like a dream come true for her. I don't know. Like the technical aspects are kind of hard to talk about in this film. Uh, yeah, the soundtrack is god awful. <laughs> Can't yeah. stand it. Can, Cannot I, dude, stand it. It's I. I don't know what it is about nineties that early nineties soundtracks <clears throat> where they were just like, I don't know. Even and they what, opened with that too. It. They opened. That was like the credits. So it was just like, oh, this whole movie. I'm gonna hear this, aren't I? <laughs> and you do. Yeah, you certainly do. They fucking double down on that. You know, cinematography is it is what it is. There's really standard. Nothing special there. Special effects, um, besides like when he gets sneezed on, and well, like the, 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 right. I think the best one was head get his head got smashed in the fridge. That was cool, fucking looking. That, that was, was like really the only cool one, looking. but it looked a little bit more practical. The other ones, that one was practical. It looked, yeah. it looked a lot like Dick Tracy. I was gonna say it could be a character. That it it looked just like the character at the beginning of Dis- Dick Tracy. Oh, the big dude. Oh, stretch neck, <laughs> stretch neck. Get out of here. <laughs> the ba- the Watermelon ba- face. You're under arrest, stretch back. Bouncing around, stretch back. <laughs> Uh, the, when he would bounce around, it definitely looked dated. It looked know? really, yeah, it looked really cheesy. But yeah, you know, for the time, I, I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, that's what I was trying. The, the whole time, like the smoke coming out of the ears, like the whole time, I'm trying to think, like, well, I mean, I have to go back and watch the mask to go back to it just to see if those effects hold they, up. They do. They look better. Do they really? Yeah. Okay. Curious about they, that. They, they do. They they look better than this movie. Oh, I believe it. I, I can't imagine that they had the same budget. I did want to talk about uh, the end a little bit. Uh, surprisingly, when the Fred transfers to the little the little girl, I got fucking teary eyed. What? I got teary eyed. Transfers uh, to like the new little girl that comes yeah, in the picture. Because, yeah, because Phoebe K understands obviously what she's going through. Right. And there's that connection there. She's and like, I'm gonna take care of you. She, yeah, she's not being like her her mother. And I'm guessing, like, I, I I see like how it was gonna play out. Like Phoebe Cates is gonna become her. She ain't got a fucking job, so she's gonna become her nanny because the <clears throat> nanny left, mm-hmm. you know, and help this girl mm-hmm. through her her troubles is like where I saw it going. And I was just like, that's really touching. I don't know. Also, a weird a weird cock teasy move because I mean, like, what's going on with their relationship? Are they together or not? At the end of this, I think she does. She's she's opened up to. She's going to give it a shot. Yeah, you think she's giving it a shot? Yeah, giving it an old shot. Yeah, she can give the old college try. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's a weird it's a weird ending. I don't understand what's going on. His character irritates me just for that very moment that he's just so. Well, he's kind of got the same thing going on, right? He's obviously pent up, and he's like, it's just so great that you can just do these crazy things. I just love yeah, it. Yeah, he like, has a really weird reaction to everything she does. He loves it. He's like, like, I totally, love that you're batshit crazy. Yeah, well, he's totally he's, smitten. He's been in love with her since he was like five years old. Yeah. yeah. It's just, so, it's, just uh, you it's, know. A, it's it's a really weird stretch for Sometimes you just, you know, who wants to live forever? Oh you man, know? who wants to love? I think they wanted you, Highlander. Huh? They wanted to give you that <laughs> that love interest there because the husband was such a fucking dick. That you I know, agree. I would have liked to have seen it manifest in some way, mm-hmm. not just they're they're sitting on a fucking lawn. Yeah. Well, the, I feel like the end is open for interpretation, and like I interpreted my own ending. This whole with fucking it, so. movie is open for interpretation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you guys want to rate this Mammer Jammer? Yeah. What are we yeah. going to rate it? Your Boogers. Pick? Boogs? Boogers? Yeah, boogers. boogers. Bogies? Okay. All right, we can All do right. boogers. We're going to rate a boogers. I thought, he... that you, I thought you were either going to go boogers or dog poo footprint. I'm going to go with boogers. <laughs> okay. 
brown footprint. <laughs> Let's Mud start pie. with Chris. Uh, okay, so I hadn't seen this in a while, and it was interesting to go back and put this on because as a child, I freaking loved this movie. I probably rented it 20 times from the, from the video store, um, and you thought it was f- hilarious. Going back and watching it as an adult, um, I definitely saw more of the dramatic elements to the to the film and like the deeper story. I, I just didn't remember that part as clearly. Um, and I, I actually liked it. And, and honestly, I laughed a lot during this film. I, I, a lot of the scenes still got me. Um, you know, I know there's a bit of nostalgia there, but, um, ultimately like I, I still found this movie very entertaining and I was afraid it wasn't going to hold up. But for me, I'm like, Oh yeah, this is exactly what I remember. Like for the most part, other than the deepness of the story, like this is the humor I remember. This is the character I remember. I even recognize some of these scenes, you know, still. Um, and uh, so for that, I, I can't give it too low of a score. I'm gonna go with a three, um, three boogers for Drop Dead Fred. And I I will show this kid to my or this film to my kids um, just because I would like to see how they you know would react to it. All right, next up is Kyle. Well, to uh, piggyback every, off of everything you said there, um, yeah, I haven't seen this movie uh, in a long time, and um, I did not find it entertaining, and it did not hold up the way that I thought it would. Um, as an adult, I definitely saw and I pr- appreciated the more human story that was unfolding, the more personal, the more dramatic element to it, and it actually made me dislike the character of Fred even more because I felt like he was too wacky and too wild and weird and ridiculous and it actually got in the way of what I think potentially was a really great um, piece of like well-written drama that was kind of in the middle of this film um, my advice to people out there is uh, I mean you can revisit it again if you want to but hold on to the memories you have of this film from your childhood. Um, I'm going to give this I don't know 1.5 1.5 boogers. 1.5 boogers from Kyle. Mike is next. Mike. Guys, this is not a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just say that. Okay, it's not a good movie. Um but here's the thing about it. It has a great idea. Like, the concept of it is pretty ingenious. And when I was watching this film, the only thing I could think of was, man, if this was, like, written by Charlie Kaufman and, like, directed by Spike Jones, this shit would win a fucking Oscar. Like, this is, like, this deals with some deep-ass shit, and there's places it could have went that it just it just doesn't go far enough or they don't really know what to do. It definitely feels like one of these films where... Maybe the writers and the director had a different vision of the idea of what was going on, mm-hmm. and one wanted to go really dark, and maybe one was just like, no, it's a lighthearted fucking comedy. The problem is that it bleeds so much 90s, early 90s bullshit fucking themes that it kind of ruins the whole the, the whole thing for it. But, I mean, if they had really went the route of imaginary character, imaginary friends as a manifestation of serious psychological... Uh, 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 disabilities that that somebody might have, then I would have been like, "Holy shit, this is a great idea." They just don't actually bring it home. They touch on it, they just don't reel it in. For that reason, I would go with Kyle and say one and a half. But I think it actually does gain one extra star from me for just simply being uh, an idea that just doesn't actually pan out. So I'm going to give it two and a half stars or boogers. Four stars. <laughs> All right, I'll go next. It's my pick. I'm last. Um, I will say that uh, I definitely went into this film remembering it from my childhood as a, a really fun film. And then watching it as an adult, all I could all I could focus on was the adult themes and like how her life was uh, in chaos and um i'll say mental abuse because it's not so much physical abuse and of a child and that really brought me down (laughs) really brought me down and uh, did not build me back up with fred's (laughs) wacky antics i was more like 
Fuck you, Fred. <laughs> Fuck you. Knock it off. Take the pill. Take the goddamn pill. <laughs> um, and and it's the music and and Fred himself as a character again, not the actor as a character, just annoyed me. And um, there is something with the pacing. I, we didn't really touch on that, but I am kind of in Kyle's boat where I was just like, "Is this gonna fucking end?" Like it just seems like it drags on. Um, with that being said, I gotta give it a, a, a solid two. I I think it's ambitious. I agree with you on that. I think it's ambitious, and I think there is a better film there. It's just not on film. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Where did you want it to go? Did you want it to go more the wacky, innocent route or more the dark, dark psychological comedy route? I think it would have been better if it went either way. Okay. Honestly, it didn't know... It played the middle ground. It played. I almost feel like it played too safe, mm-hmm. that and was, that's what yeah. killed it. I agree with you. I think that was the, my biggest problem with this film. It could have went one way. It could have went the other way. But it just it, it chose to just be like I don't know where we want to go. Yeah, I feel like this it just way. <laughs> it played it too safe, and it didn't take a jump in either direction. Yeah, and that's what that's what killed it for me. So two, two for me. All right, so that is our show for this week. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, we do have shout-outs for people who do enjoy the show because they left us reviews on iTunes. We really appreciate that. Uh, who's got the first one pulled up? I've got one here. Oh, Kyle has it. Kyle, who, who is that review from? This is from X Duchess Gummy Buns and another X at the end. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Old Gummy Buns. Old Gummy Buns says uh, the, the title review is Awesome, Playful, and Fun. They said, I'm still super new to this podcast, but I have gone through almost all previous episodes between the iTunes podcast app and the website. Mm, that's important. The website. Don't yep. forget about that. <laughs> Coldfilmandreview.com. There is a website. And I thoroughly enjoy each episode. The banter and jokes are very well balanced in honest opinions and critiques. I like that each reviewer is asked of favorite characters, soundtracks, and what was favored as far as sets, lighting, cinematography, actors slash actresses, etc. There's also a lot of times where the films are discussed about in ways that I had never initially perceived or picked up on, so it's like getting a new perspective to old-time favorites. I also enjoy the discussions of what makes these cult films exactly, and it's just about always agreed with by me. So far, my favorite movie reviewed is Big Trouble in Little China. My only honest complaint is that I wish these podcasts were at least two hours too fun. Well, you ain't getting that, Buns. Yeah, right? <laughs> we str- we sh- Buns, listen, we struggle to get a fucking half hour. Listen, listen, listen here, Buns. Thank you very much, Gummy Buns, for yeah. that review. No, for real, thank you, Gummy Buns. You're awesome. You are on our Instagram yeah, quite he's, a bit. Yeah, he's giving us shout-outs on Instagram, too. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, he liked our uh, Halloween 3 episode as well. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I it was very nice episode. of you. Thank you yeah. very much, Gu- Gummy actually- Buns, a.k.a. Dr. Satan. Okay. I'm actually uh, pretty... We're Facebook stalking this guy. I, I mean, I'm glad he uh, liked our like, second episode, third that is episode. Our, that is our second episode yeah. ever, Big when Trouble we, China. When we didn't know what the fuck we were well, doing. We had yeah. no idea. That was such an aimless yeah. so review. Thank you very so much. <laughs> Still got it, guys. Uh, we got one more. We got one more to read. All right, guys. This is uh, titled Fanrific, and there can only be number one f- a number one fan. All right. This is uh, this is actually from a longtime supporter. Uh, I've seen him on Instagram before. It's it's John Le Renard or Jean Le Renard. I'm, I'm not John? John John it's John 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 Le Renard. And uh, he gave us five stars, which is fucking awesome. Thanks. Um, and and he writes, uh, "Do you love young love? Do you <laughs> like talking with your friends about films you love? Then listen and enjoy and subscribe. Not all the films are cult." But if family is cult, then cult is cult. This podcast is basically a modernized Mystery Science Theater 3000. That's cool. Hey, man, <laughs> great that, is, that is high praise. That is a great compliment. High praise. A better way to compliment the podcast has never been done. So subscribe and review. Rumor has it that they are finally going to do one true love story about young love, Microwave Massacre. 
Are we gonna do that, guys? I think he's been asking for it for, <laughs> Honestly, for a while, so I'm gonna say yes. Might yes, be time to bring back a fan pick. John, John, I want. I'm speaking indirectly because I, I imagine he's probably listening to the show. He's listening right now. Uh, we did get your uh, earlier request. Uh, we had a hard time finding this film, but we found out that it's on Amazon. It turns out. Amazon. Put it out. Arrow yeah. just released it. A tout hour of laughter, fun, and remembrance of gore. Love, John. P.S. Hail Satan. Fans, listen up. Join us. Join us. That's so funny. One Join guy's name, name, named Dr. Satan, the other one saying Hail Satan. Hail well, we got a lot of Satan lovers. Yeah, a lot of Satanists. Yeah. Well, <laughs> a lot of Satanists. <laughs> Thank you, Dark Lord, for bringing us our fans tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, we really appreciate the review, guy, the review guys. So if you leave us a review, uh, we will read them and we will give you a shout out. We really appreciate them. Um, that's the show for tonight make sure you follow us on social media at cult film underscore review on instagram and twitter you can also follow us on facebook you can follow kyle ah! <laughs> that was actually pretty funny you can follow me on instagram at cult film underscore kyle you can follow chris ah! cult film underscore chris on instagram yeah and you can follow mike yeah at Mike Salustio on Twitter. And you can follow me at BHS Collect on Instagram. Don't forget to go to www.coldfilminterview.com to check out all the past episodes because there's only 50 of them on hey, iTunes. Don't we have articles and shit up there too? Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, there's some things there, Mike. There certainly is. Oh, yeah, brother. This is weird. <laughs> <laughs> so you can go check all that out there. And just remember if you're going to join a cult, make sure they watch good movies. We'll see you next week. <laughs>